with the problem, yo, I'll solve Where to your mother? All right, everybody. Welcome to Two Cool Moms. I'm Joe Gatto. Steve. Oh, we started. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. <laughs> Take your earmuffs off. Steve Byrne. <laughs> and welcome to Two Cool Moms. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, these were earmuffs that we had on this last time, and we thought it was fun. Now let's do this. How about this way? Boom. How's that look? Change of scenery. That'll be the next one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, how are you, Stephen? Good. How are you, Joseph? Good. Long time no talk. Long time no talk. Um, wondering your thoughts on capital punishment. <laughs> well, I was hoping we could talk about abortion rights and uh, global atmospheric weather that we're having, we, we the atmospheric to... rivers, pummeling California. Please, thank you. That's what we want and to the start border. About. We want to talk about the border. Light. Let's start light. Let's start light with Where, that. Where's your favorite Holocaust museum? Um, it's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> I I was talking to these uh, two girls in front. I said, "How'd you guys meet?" She said, "Uh, she said, oh, we're we're, we're friends." I go, oh, "Awesome. Where where initially did you meet?" She's like, "Oh, we both worked at the Holocaust museum." I was like, "Oh my god," and you know, then you're a comic, you start spiraling. I'm like, uh. Is there a gift shop? <laughs> it's like, like weird. Every yeah. museum has a gift shop. Like, yeah. well, do you have a gift shop? She said, "Oh, we definitely have a gift shop." I'm like, oh my god! Like, what kind? You know, then what do you, it's what do you, what do you sell or whatever? But yeah. oh my god, painfully, like, just like, why would you? Of all museums, right. would you have a gift shop? There? You know, it's, 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 like to work in that museum, you come from a place of like that has to be like a pride thing, where it's like, okay, I want to, you know, help spread awareness about this stuff it's so depressing but i know it's got to be depressing yeah. to work right but then this is something that my friend mark jagardi and jiggy and i speak about all the time and who's it, he uh he's mark jagardi jiggy he's right there jiggy we, so we I, I just know <laughs> comics you sorry oh hey yeah, yeah, yeah. oh he does merch pizza hat pizza hat. He, he does the merch he's yeah. a pizza hat guy the elephant pay hat for guy. my pay my pay for my fucking wedding yeah <laughs> that guy yeah <laughs> don't be jealous because he has merch and you don't we spoke about this um but we spoke about this all the time. Why, if you work for Wendy's, let's say, mm -hmm. or Cadobo, or McDonald's, or Burger Hit King, me, keep, keep you know, it going. You know what I'm saying? Burger yep. King, Subway, any of these. Got it. Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, right? Jersey Mike's, any of Arby's. these. You're doing Starbucks, Good. any of these guys. Taco Bell, right? Any of them, if you want. <laughs> Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Right. Taco Del Taco. Not, Delta, not Del Taco. No. Everybody buy Del Taco. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. If you work for any of these fast food chains, why would you work at the one in the airport? Like it would make like if you know you're gonna there's a there's a neighborhood in your there's a McDonald's in your neighborhood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, what is the fringe benefit? What is the benefit of commuting, parking, and dealing with going to the airport the shuttle security, in, taking oh airport security God. to work at McDonald's? Like, why aren't you working at the neighborhood McDonald's on the street? Maybe why? Maybe what is your? Maybe it's the fever pitch. It's the excitement of knowing you can jump the line at security, and cut in front of everybody. Do you think they're adrenaline junkies? Oh, yeah. I'm special. <laughs> Wait for your bags on the conveyor belt. I just get to come up with a name tag and put my knapsack on it yep. and cut in front of everybody. It That's does, the only fringe benefit. It does seem like a lot. It does seem like a weird commitment to be like, I'm going to work in the McDonald's in the airport. You have to pay a bit more. Don't, don't you think? Uh, but you'd have to pay a lot more, not a bit more. Right? Like an Auntie Anne's. They have you're, to pay You're a rocketing Annie Anne's instead of the mall that's up the street from you. You're going to Annie Anne's. You're, going, you're commuting. You're going to the Delta Terminal. Oh, what are you doing? That would be. Who are you? So, what if you got <laughs> Who are you? Who flight are you? benefits. Like, think about it. If LaGuardia gave you some flight bennies, if you worked at the Auntie Anne's at the, there's only like 150 people who work at these places. What do you mean? But they're not, they're not, they're not cutting. They're not working there. for Delta or America, yeah. or Southwest yeah, no, or don't Frontier. Don't you think that the airport could work the, out those benefits? The Maybe airport they have isn't that. giving them shit. Yeah. You, you see them on their that. break? 
Yeah, and they're they miserable. Yeah, they're sitting in the corner, and they're in the kids' play zone, like sitting on the log. Hudson News, they don't even get to sit down. They got to stand the whole time. They also have hours at no other establishment of that. Like, no other oh, anti right. yeah. opens up at 4 a.m. Right. No. Right. And you got to get there at 2.30. Oh God, that'd See, be horrible. There's got to be for real. It's got to be. It's got to be more than pay, though. It's, I don't maybe know what the Maybe they do benefit be. benefits, but don't you get benefit benefits at McDonald's? Got to be some. Like, I, I guarantee there's not. The airlines don't. T- they barely take care of their own employees. But I would say here was the other thing I was saying. I was like, oh well, when you fly, you probably could use that same hack to get in. Like you know everybody you're able. But how often are you flying? On that salary? Yeah. You, you think you're going to Paris on an Auntie Anne's <laughs> salary? I don't know. Have you tried the cinnamon sticks? They I hit you with the buku. They're pretty fucking good. They hit you with the buku. Uh, I don't know. That, that, that's an interesting What do you got? Info. Oh, Here give us go. some intel. So if you're an a- average salary of a, wor- of a McDonald's worker at an airport is, is around $33,000 a year, and your typical normal crew member salary is 30000 a year. So you get an extra three Gs for working three, at the airport. Three grand seems, doesn't seem worth it. It doesn't seem a lot. No. To that According individual, to though, it is. Glass door. To that individual, it is. An extra 3K when you have a base of 30? It's 10%. Yeah. It's 10%, they get paid 10% more. But your expenses have to go up. Your time to get there has got to go up. Nobody lives near the airport. That's not true. You might live near the airport. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the secret sauce. Maybe it's just people who live there locally. You think it's, these are all locals? Nobody's. They have to. They live locally. No one's. No one's coming in from. God, I hope so. Oh, it's tough enough to to be at the airport. Now oh. you you know they have a chip on their shoulders when they go to the conferences. When they go to the Burger King conference down in Atlanta, the BK conference, and they're like, "You a franchisee?" They're like, "Yeah, I'm in Laguardia," right? Like they they have, they have a little bit more like a little more cachet, a little more panache. Yeah, yeah. They're walking around a little, with a little bit more, a little bit more spunk, right? Yeah. They're like, "How many fries did you get through last year?" They're like, "Oh, we did. We moved twenty thousand units." They're like, "That's a Wednesday." <laughs> you think so that's what i think you must crush it on a layover too like bad weather people are stuck there yeah you're like here we go here we go do it Who's not? The, the freedom of pricing what do you mean at the airport like if you owned if you owned a burger king at the airport they always are on a different level of pricing like the, a, a, sure, a whopper meal at the airport's 25 percent more 40 percent more so that's a big jump you just did, 25 to 40. But, yeah, I see. That. I don't know if you're saying – I don't know if I'm paying a, a 0.5 more for a, a WAP. I think you do. <laughs> that's going to be a big – it's a WAP and WAP. I think you do pay that much more. Yeah? All right. At an airport? Maybe. Next time we go to the airport, let's take a look. At an airport? At an airport, Papa? Next weekend when we go. Things taste better when you're at the airport. Oh, you think so? Yeah. All right, let's get into it. I I, I – Again, I had a, an original chicken sandwich from Burger King at the airport. And um, maybe it was because it was hot off the presses. Mm-mm, you know what, what it is? What? They're moving units. They're moving units. They're hocking those. They're, as soon as they make them, as soon as they bake them, as soon as they bake them, they're out well, the door. Uh, I need two more. I need two more. I need fingers. two more. Two, four, six, yeah. eight. Who do we appreciate? Original <laughs> BK chicken sandwiches. They're hocking through those shits. They're not sitting in the freezer. You're not getting. You're not getting some frostbite on that. Two days. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I you got deep yeah. freeze. If you're in Sarasota, at the uh, the one on Route Seven in Sarasota, nobody's coming through there. You're gonna have a chicken. <laughs> They're like, can I you order a chicken sandwich? They're like Mildred, and she's getting on the stool. She's going up back into the deep freeze. She's digging past the Whopper patties. She finds the last one. Yeah. Microwaves it. Not good. Flip it over. Try again. Wrap it in the paper. Here we go. All right. This is good enough. Wilted lettuce. That's for you. That, brown lettuce. Brown lettuce. The worst. That's not happening. No. 
at La- the airport at LaGuardia, where he's moving units. And that's why he's got the chip on the shoulder because he knows he's got the best. What do you eat when you're at an airport? Because the options for some anybody else who's not like vegan are endless. But for you, it would just bake pastries. I eat mostly pastry. No, I, this food. You know, this pizza is everywhere. So I eat pizza. Oh, but I, 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 I do. I do. What do I normally do? I you could find. Well, with the BK, I get the Impossible. They do the Impossible Whopper. Which I'm a big fan of. I do that. McDonald's doesn't offer. An McDonald's impossible. offers. I can't. McDonald's, Wendy's, KFC, nothing for me. Can't do it. Really? I don't do the chicken sandwich. I don't want to get into it. But let's just say. Okay. Back, let's get into it. Back in 1997. Oh no. no. Okay. Oh I, no, no. It was a Wednesday because I had half day Wednesdays, and I got to go to school. If, if my mom would take me, and we would go for McDonald's, and I said, "Let me try the chicken. Let me try the the McFish." Whatever it's called, fillet of fish. Fillet of fish, yeah. Wasn't a good turnout. Oh no, I didn't like it. Sat weird. My mom made me finish eating it. Oh no. Next thing you know. Oh no. I just yard sale. No, I just didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> uh, everything was gone. I just ruined it. No, I was ruined for life. Yeah, I didn't. I had anything. that happen once on a Roy Rogers, uh, the Jersey Turnpike. <gasps> I had Roy Roy. Rogers. I used to their fries back in the day. Bangers. Were phenomenal. Yeah. And then I had a burger. And I was driving on the Jersey Turnpike and just booted everywhere. Oh, no. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I feel like if you get food poisoned by something, like it's off your checklist for a while. But you can recover oh, yeah. normally, right? Never went to Roy Rogers again. Oh, by really? the way, they've kind of shut up shop. I haven't seen them oh, yeah, they got in a Arby's. long time. Arby's got the meats. They got they're out. Oh, <laughs> so, we got the meats. Yeah, so Roy's Roy. Then they got no meats left for Roy. Um, you know Roy what? Rogers, wasn't Roy Rogers an actor? Yeah, old Western actor. Right. So yeah. he had his own chain. Wow. Yeah. It was named after him, or was it his? It was named after him. Yeah. Oh wait, are you making? But that he up? was he was part of it. Yeah. Was you know that's like yeah. that's like naming like McDonald was there a McDonald? Roy yeah. Kroc bought the thing from the brothers. Yeah. Roy Kroc. Roy Kroc is McDonald's, so it could be Crocs. Crocs. But <laughs> but those are he, shoes. Those are shoes. Crocker they, barrels. The same brother, different family. Here we go. You can't help. So you love a good pun. Crocker barrels. <laughs> who was who was Howard Johnson? Was he a guy? The Howard Johnson was a guy. Hojo. He was a baseball player. That's not true. Well, Howard John Howard Johnson was a baseball player. That Howard Johnson's nice. came was way before the the baseball player though. You're right though. So Howard Johnson's. I think player. Howard Johnson played for the Mets, didn't he? Hojo. They called him Hojo. Did he? Am I making this up? The hotelier. Yeah. Howard Johnson wasn't he a baseball? He's a player? Mike. He was uh, Howard Johnson. Howard Deering Johnson. Is the founder of the chain restaurant yeah. and motels. It's not the same per eighteen ninety seven to nineteen seventy. Right, but then there was there was a baseball player afterwards that right. Ho- I'm almost certain. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't have known that fact. Hojo. Uh, there was a Howard Johnson uh, men's basketball for NCSA, which doesn't sound like a real league. No, that's, that's not, not a real thing. Right I thought it was a baseball player. Davy Johnson, maybe that's your thing. No, you're thinking Howard Cosell. I know who Howard. <laughs> You mixed up Howard Cosell and Howard I Johnson. I know who Howard Cosell is. Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, that's got to be something that your name lives on forever. Like Roy Rogers is more famous as sure a food place than an actor. Yeah. Wow. Hard House. He don't lose. He don't lose. Kevin Hart. I want to name a restaurant after me. I want to name pastry place though, right? It's got to be a pastry place. What would it be called? Cup of Joe's. It's like a coffee house, right? 
Joe, not a bad name. Joe Mamas is probably the best pun name for me, though. <laughs> Joe Mamas. Joe's Mamas. Joe Mamas. There we go. That could be it. Joe Mamas. Hey, I, yeah, I, I would. I would do a coffee shop slash. I, when it's all over for me, I want to open up a coffee shop and called the Hang. And it's just got board games, and you could come and have coffees and pastries. Yeah, a local spot. You wouldn't want it. I know you. I know you. You wouldn't yeah, want it so. because people would come in. They'd sit there for four hours with a cup of coffee. I, I got to turn and burn. Let's go get the fuck out. We got to keep this. <laughs> I got to move units. You got to move units. Show me up. That's what you're. You're going to be all about the cashola so? and moving units and turnover. You want a high turnover rate. I, do. I know you. I do. So what do I do? We call it the conveyor. And then you have 20 minutes, and then the whole restaurant just moves and pushes you right out the <laughs> it door. It just flips <laughs> over. It, like, rolls yeah, over, like and it Jetsons, rolls you like out. Like the Jetsons, yeah. you know, <laughs> right out the thing. I would love to get, like, an Airstream or, like, those yeah. classic, like, rail cars that it's all chrome and just serve, like, flapjacks and breakfast. And really? A breakfast spot? Or, like, no, I'm, I, I couldn't get up that early. <laughs> Hot dogs, hamburgers, and fries. Yes. Like, classic, just six or seven things on Call the Call it the rail car. Something yeah. cool like that, yeah. Down the road. High turnover rate for sure. High turnover. I'll tell you rate. on the road. Me and this gentleman, Jiggy, we stopped at a place called. It was simply called the Brunch Spot. Yep. And it was Amazing. phenomenal and one of the best brunches I had. They knew what they were doing, mm -hmm. and they said, "This is what we do here, and we're going to name the place accordingly." That's it. And that's how I found it and went. We're open I think from the name is ten thirty so to three. The name and of we're a, done. The name of a place is so important. Yeah. So important, right? I think aesthetic matters just as much as the food. Mm. Because you want to you want to walk into someplace like oh, this is gonna be fun. This is, a good, this is a good spot to eat in. Like when we were in um, was it like Louisville, that 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 place that was in the hotel that we ate. That I just sent you pictures pictures of. Great hang, yeah, right? That, that was the... a, like a fun aesthetic. It was really cool, and then the food matched as well. That's right. The place in the hotel distill in Louisville. It's called something steak and something. Yeah, Arisky. Give me right. the name of it, please. The place in the Hotel Distill. It's a steakhouse. Hotel uh, our boy Christian was there. He's great, great, uh, great manager. We actually were literally passing through, and we had time for lunch. And we went there, and we said, "Oh, we're going to go here." Yeah, oh, that's we great. And we just went for lunch there. I was there last week. Is it, is it repeal? Repeal. Ah, repeal. Yeah, that so was great. Good. So good. Really good. And the desserts. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's what he did. Jiggy. When Jiggy has a good dessert, he goes. Yeah, he gets all excited by it. But the home run there is a crab cake. Remember the crab cake? The crab cake oh. comes out like the crab cake comes out like a crab meatball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, not too breaded. Now try it out, guys. Go see our yeah. boy Christian. He'll give you ten percent off the bill. Just uh, mention two cool moms. Yeah. Promo code. Mummies. Mummies. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. Help Coming to us from JB. Jib. It's pronounced Jib. Best side hustle to make some extra dough? OnlyFans. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Pop an ass crack. That is, if you pop an ass cracks on onlys, Show a nut. you are getting a pop of half a nut. You're getting you're getting half a mils. You're getting subscriber numbers. You're getting that. I mean, you want to show you know a scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. Uh, I will say the side, the side hustle that started as OnlyFans has become full careers for people. Oh, yeah. Uh, how many teachers have quit their jobs? So many. Oh, even during the, the the when they had to do the whole demic, when the demic happened, they were like, "If I'm going to be in front of my computer, I might as well be making shikad." The pandems. Oh, the pandems. Yeah, that's bazonkers. <laughs> that is bazonkers. <laughs> the pandemocrats. Uh, I would say, I would say, I would say definitely the only fan numbers are mind blowing to me. Yeah, which is crazy. I think if 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 they ever like really released data, and showed you what uh, I think people would be. Horrified, yeah. shocked, and blown away right. at 
Yeah, good. Do you want to say something? No, I have numbers if you want them. Oh, oh yeah, please. I'm interrupting a lot. Yeah, yeah. This is a highly re- researched episode. Yeah. Uh, Bella Thorne is the number yep, one creator. Bella. Do you want to know? Former Nickelodeon or Disney star? Something right? like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much she makes Just annually? Let's, let's take a guess. Let's I, take a it's, guess. it's something in the millions. I'm going to say 80 million. No, no I, that, that's a little nice. I think it's 4 million. 11 million dollars. 11? But it's 11 million, then 9.5 million. Eight million, yeah. seven million, oh. five. It's just, and it's all. Is that, no is, that, is that is that numerical? Is it give you where? Where's the first person that doesn't make a million? Oh. What no, what number on the list? All right, I'll find. So that, that means how many millionaires is what I'm, I guess I'm getting. Or has has OnlyFans made? I work with their competitor, OnlyFats. <laughs> <laughs> belly, shots. belly shots. I give so much belly shots. It's rotund. <laughs> I'd love to know what Bella Thorne's annual income is, though. That's what I was sorry. Oh, she made when I heard her videos. name, because she's all she's huge on all the social platforms. I, I I bet she's generating. Yeah, my, yeah. Maybe not eighty, but but no, she's she's getting lots of numbers. Ton of money. Yeah, eleven I mean, million but, on OnlyFans. I think. I think, well, yeah. The side hustle is taking it's taking the spotlight. People have given up careers and made it there. All right. Yeah. Guess how many people cracked a million dollars on only. OnlyFans in a year? In a year? In one year? I would say one hundred and thirty. One hundred and thirty. Great guess. I was going to say like 1100. Better guess. <gasps> thousand creators have broke a million dollars a year. Wow. 1000 thousand millionaires made by OnlyFans. Wow. How many are women? Uh, is it all of them? <laughs> is it just all women, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wait, 1000 million is a billion, right? 1000 million is a billion. Ask the mathlete. Yeah. 1000 million is a billion. Don't look at the Asian. Ask the mathlete. Yeah, you throw three zeros on the end of it. It's pretty easy. Um, let's see. There's, so, a, there's a nice way of communicating. Twelve hundred. You have to be <laughs> condescending to the rest of us that aren't mathletes. What's okay, ten Joseph? times ten? Joe, don't do this. I just, what's ten times ten? A hundred. Okay, how'd you do that? I you took the go, zeros. Exactly. I dropped right. the zeros. So it's the same whole thing. Yeah. You thousand. You just dropped three zeros on the end. You learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, for a real side hustle, though, I will say this. Uh, you see all these hacks now. Yeah. Everybody's saying with this, and everybody's using the AI scripting stuff, uh, yeah. chat GPT and all that, to, like, fill. Because there's, like, uh, there's a great site that I've actually used called Fiverr. We could hire people to mm-hmm. do any sort of job. And I, I hired an illustrator mm-hmm. through it, but they have, like, different categories and stuff. But there's these types of sites out there that you could find, like, people are kind of just lazy, and they're like, hey, sure. could you research this for me or whatnot? And people are able to find the research real easy. So I would say side hustle is definitely – there's so many hacks out there. If you put side, hashtag side hustle in, like, TikTok, you're going to have so many videos. But it's also, like, discovering something you love doing. I, I There's this guy I follow, Jake the Hunter, on Instagram – and he literally makes Star Wars costumes from scratch. He builds the droids from scratch. He's he, he's like doing all the electrical, really? you know, like the the drives and uh, unbelievable. And he makes like the Boba Fett. It looks just like him and the clone troopers and all this stuff. And I'm sure if he wanted to sell them, he could for. Tens of thousands of dollars, but it's unbelievable. He made the one Bosk, the bounty hunter, the lizard one. Mm. Remember the show? Yeah. I mean, it looks just really. And I know sometimes Lucasfilms they hire these people because they're so so incredibly detailed with everything. Um, but I know Mike was going to say something. Oh no, no, I just had I found the stat on men 
the highest grossing men on OnlyFans. Do you want to guess what their number? The highest sixty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off. <laughs> Just a bunch of dudes masturbating to OnlyFans of it. But my God, do you want to make a guess? No. The hi- uh, highest grossing man earns up to fifty thousand dollars a month. <laughs> but I mean, fifty thousand dollars a month. But Bella Thorne is making eleven million a year. That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Eleven million. Yeah. yeah. Eleven million. Uh, but you know what? So Matt Reif is making fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love Matt. Um, the, I think I think w- one of the coolest side hustles I had seen. I feel like that costume thing is cool. But mm-hmm. we had found through our f- just through our friends and whatnot. We had found somebody who makes Muppets. No, legit really? Muppets, and I think Sal got one from him. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Gonzo. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, it's legit. Like it's legit. Right. Yeah, it's unbelievable. My friend Joel Osborne, who did a great um, Batman fan film. It's called Night in Lockdown. It's awesome. It's about Batman during pandemic. He made his own Batman costume, but he found a guy. Mm-hmm. His side hustle is making the 89 Michael Keaton replica um, mask. Wow. And it's, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. It's the, it's the mold. And uh, that's what he does. He I sells couldn't even. Things. I couldn't even. St- if you said to me, "Go ahead, make a Muppet," here you go. Here's the cloths. Here's a th- needle and thread. Here's the eyeballs. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you Bella Thorne money. I'll give you well, oh, eleven million dollars if you make this for me in six it months. It would look. Mine would look like the shittiest sock putt, but you've ever. I can't. 100%. So I can't. I'm bad with a ruler. I just. I, even I can't if they do were that. like, you could use the internet to watch YouTube videos, whatnot. I still think after six months, I would not be able to make something that was worth it. Yeah. I have no talent when it comes to doing that. If a gun to your head, yep. you have to do a side hustle right now. What would you do? Side hustle? Yeah. A motivational speak. Yeah? I You'd be good I, at that. I think I'd do all right that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably do that. What would you do? I'd kill, I kill myself. <laughs> I, I'd pull I, the trigger. I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> even know what to do. I could, I'd have you, no you would, clue. You'd be a bartender in a minute. Barkeep? Oh, you kidding me? You would crush it as a bartender. You also love it. You love talking to strangers. You love being around alcohol. You love lo- <laughs> you love people with loose morals. This is all stuff you love, right? This is all stuff you love. Jukeboxes and whatnot. <laughs> you're playing closing time and an oasis in the background. A lot of oasis. Yes. I could see you doing this. This whole thing, even the one-handed shuffle. I could see you doing. I could see you like lining up the shots and be like, "Let's do it! It's shot o'clock." You have a baby bird. You're doing whistles. Yeah. You'd be like, a I'm a fucking senior frogs on spring break. <laughs> Forty-eight years You're old, not kill senior me. Senior frogs. All right, here You're we go. This is cows. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to us from Oliviana. 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 Oh, Oliviana. It's a beautiful name. Joe. Yeah, hi, Steve. Hello. How can I talk to you about a show I'm developing in which I've already written characters for both of you? I'm very serious about this. I literally just started going to law school just so that people would take me seriously when I talk about this. <laughs> what? And that's it. Why uh, would you go to law school if you're serious so, about creating a television show? Yeah, I don't understand that. There's a real disconnect there. <laughs> Did you read it wrong? No, that's it. And that's that's everything? Yeah. I'm developing a TV show, which I've already written characters for both of you. Um... I'm serious about this. I literally just started going to law school, so people take me seriously when I talk about this. Uh, I don't know how else to say this. Um, pass? 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But um, I think anybody in our situation, we're probably generating our own yeah, generating projects. Because I appreciate you write, that. Glad to, write. glad to inspire you. Yeah. But uh, it's not something that we're looking into right now. There's, I'm sure that there's two other individuals that uh, want a that shot. Love to do it. Yeah. But I, I just, anything I do, I've always written for myself. So it's, it, I'd be hard pressed for me to, of course, like, you know. Scorsese shows up. Yeah. So he's like, hey, Steve, I went to law school some... and I wrote this for you. I wrote, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, there's nothing wrong with getting a law degree while you're at it. I, just, I know. I don't understand. I didn't follow the, I, went, I didn't follow the logic, but um, I'm proud of you on both fronts. Yeah. I mean, because then the writing becomes your side hustle or what happens, your lo lawyering becomes a side hustle? To have written anything, oh, I think, tough, tough. for somebody, it's, it's difficult enough. So congratulations on, on putting pen to paper and writing. I'm, I'm glad that I can be your muse. Ah, there we go. Right? Yeah. For your amusement. You know, that's where that comes from. <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. uh, you're fucking okay. <laughs> Anywho. I would say maybe. This coming to us from Ryan. Ooh. All right. This, this is oh, a good one. Yeah. Here we go. I need help with my shitty-ass baseball coach who calls me out in front of everyone. And that's it. Okay, so he's, he's embarrassed that he's getting called out in front of people. Yeah. He's embarrassed by, by his it. coach. His coach is demeaning to him. His coach is being, I guess, uh, making a spectacle of him. Usually yeah. when that happens, a coach is putting somebody in the spotlight because the coach knows that that person is, is – um, has more to offer right. the team. The potential is not being reached. So they're they're being a little harder on the people that they think could really be beneficial to the team as a whole. So I think the best way to get back at anybody who dumps on you, mm -hmm. especially in, a, in in terms of sports, is to uh, prove it on the field. Give them reason not to. Exactly. I never had a coach that was my baseball coach was uncle was my uncle Freddie Locasto. And I was always yeah, this. But what is this? Third grade? Eighth. And it doesn't count. It, does, it doesn't. Jiggy, barely. get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> good. I barely am an athlete, but my 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 uncle was never that kind of uh, coach, mm -hmm. and I was always the sixth man in. So when so when Francesco De Francesco fouled There's out. There's no way. That was his name, Frankie D. When Francesco De Francesco fouled out. There's I, no way that's his He was a very Francesco De Francesco. Yes, he was a very gifted. He was a super athlete. He was he was the kid in the school. So he would always foul out in like the fourth quarter like with one minute left and I'd always be the guy in. Yeah. And my uh, my and my and then my uncle remember saying to me once he's like, "Joe, he's like, if you apply yourself a little bit more, he's like, you play a little bit better." He's like, "You could be you could be the fifth man." You could be you could be five. You don't have to be number six. You don't have to wait for Frankie to foul out. Mm -hmm. You have to wait for somebody else to fail for you to succeed. That's what he said to me. Right. And I said, but then I have to play the whole game, <laughs> <laughs> which is what every coach wants to hear. And, awesome. And, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I still get to get in the game. Wow. Score. That's so funny. Play whatever. Setting I play one a, minute. Setting a high bar. I still get the same outfit. I still go to all the parades. <laughs> you still get a snow cone That's at the it. end of the I'm game. I'm holding. I'm holding the coattails well, of Francesco. Well, Jiggy, you played. Um, uh, what are your thoughts when you hear that? Uh, I think the the best way, honestly, not to have the coach rag you is is uh, early and late. Same thing like with a job, you know. Like even when I was in college, I wasn't the best player, but like I was, I would make a point to go early, take extra reps, stay late, do whatever I had to do, and right. that's like that's the fastest way for a coach not to rag on you if they know you're putting in the effort. You're putting I, the did time the, in. I put the same effort into Italian class, and I failed at that. But at least <laughs> sure. I tried, and the, the teacher knew I was staying, coming in early, 
thing late. That's why when it does stand up, he just comes in right at his set. <laughs> <laughs> I went to medical school, so I'd be good at stand up. <laughs> but you play baseball all your life and you still play. And um, yeah, that's, that's good. That's sound advice, I think, for Ryan. I would say put the time in. But then also, you know what? Just maybe in front of everyone say, I don't appreciate how you're speaking to me, coach. And see how that pans out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coach, Ryan, how good are you doing push-ups? Uh, I don't appreciate the way you're being spoken. Or just pull them aside after practice. You can always do that too. Coaches are supposed to be uh, open yeah. to player feedback. So if he, but it feels like more the way the wording is is like he's shitting on me. It yeah. wasn't like it doesn't seem like it's like a it's a real um, a serious problem where he needs to. It's more like, hey, how do I get this to stop happening? Yeah. And I think Jiggy's advice is sound. Or hopefully your coach is your uncle and just play for a minute. <laughs> unless it's like a unless it's a physical thing. I saw this I saw coaches do this to my teammates throughout the years radically of like if someone is just like really slow who can't run and like everyone's running the mile and it takes them like twenty five minutes and they're giving them shit, that's like that's kind of messed up. That's yeah. like a pull aside type thing. But if he's always Well that me, kid deserves a clarinet. <laughs> Whoever this it's always the catchers, by the way. bulbous Albatross on the team is doing yeah. a mile in 20 minutes. It's like, get a fucking tuba and get the fuck out of here. I mean, I even do it in 18. <laughs> so, I don't want to my own horn, but I run an 18-minute mile. I drive an 18-minute mile. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see. Uh, okay, this is coming to us from Liam mm. via his mom. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, you'll see. All right. Hey, mamas, my British son is texting in here. With a question for you guys. So she's asking her son to write to us because she's probably not tech savvy. Got it. I'm a first year creative writing student in university. And though I love the craft I'm working towards, I can sometimes struggle with how often I am writing. How do you guys cope with managing to keep yourself motivated on creative projects? P.S. Joe, me and my family have watched you for years and you've always been there to make us laugh the house down. Thank you so much for your constant positivity. Steve, I know who you are. <laughs> okay, Liam's mom. Thank you for the question, and uh, that was very nice of you to communicate to Joe. Is she writing? Is she the one? I think you misread that. I think she is writing the question for Liam in his account. No, she was saying my but, son's but, writing this for me. Yeah, but she said she's a first year student. First year, she's she's going to school later in her life. Ah, you've built the whole backstory around this. Yeah. Okay, Liam's mom's got it going on. Liam's mom she's gonna go into is it. finally in university, first year God. creative writing. She gets stumped. She's getting writer's block. She's looking for answers. and Right uh, through the block. You got to yeah. write through the block. You can't say, oh, I have a, a block. Because a lot of times like when you write through the block and then you realize, you know, this isn't what I wanted to write, you started the process to be like, this isn't what I wanted to write. This is what I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. If you're not writing, it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to write. You right. always know what to write. Just sit down and start writing. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of it. If you don't know what to write, start writing, and you'll realize that's either what you wanted to write or not what you wanted to write. And right. by identifying what you didn't want to write, you are actually identifying what you did want to write. That's, my, that's how I do my process. I just always sit down and write. Even if I don't know what I'm about to write or how to get through this one scene, right. this one script I'm working on now, I could go different ways. And I started writing down this one path and I got pretty far and then I hit a point and I didn't like it. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know what, let me rip it all out. And I went the other way and it worked better. Right. But I had to write the, the wrong road first. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong every now and then to step away from the pen. Oh, so you have dumb advice. I, I do. I that's And then how many things have you written? Uh, <laughs> five scripts in two years. Okay, so then what? Yeah. Then what happens there? 
I just take a, a, a day or two. I step away, oh, and then well, I come guess back what to you it. do? You go to the bar. You get a little bit of whiskey. You know, you go play a video game. You get lazy. You fatten up. You get a bowl of Cheetos, probably cheese balls. Just <laughs> <laughs> going to a dark place. Yeah, okay, keep going. Ball. Yeah. You're eating your cheese balls. You're like, yeah. maybe you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'll just end it. And then before you know it, you pop in some pills. You realize you're wrong. You throw up. And then you're back at it, and you're like, okay, and I'm ready to write. And that's your process. So <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Everybody has a process. Oh, no, well, that does work for you to step away, yeah? I think it's it's dependent on, on, on the individual. But if she's stuck in a, in a, in a position where she doesn't – look, I, I just been – you know, it's been, what, since 2012? So, yeah. I, I just know myself a little better to know. Just give yourself a day or two. You'll sit back down. And well, you'll that's get into it, you that's know? that's a perfect example. She's actually. a first year. Yeah. So I I probably would if if she's first year I would suggest what what you're saying because if you power through mm -hmm. you're going to start learning your your own strengths and weaknesses and yeah, the only way to do it is process. just do it. Yeah. Because I think this is a perfect example of two different ways to do it and both work. Of course, yeah, yeah. But but mine comes with you know eleven years of writing, but. Again, to your point, I would say if you're one year in writing for for her especially, I, I would I would suggest to her to power through. Yeah. Okay. So try powering through, and if it doesn't work, step away. And yeah. those are your two options, really, because it's not anything else. And stop using your son as a crutch. Get your own account. That's right. Time to grow up. Go to law school. Yeah. My God. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. There was a. Uh, grow up. This is coming to us from Kiana. Oh, My yeah. sister's mother-in-law is a big issue. L Literally. That's it. <laughs> my sister's mother-in-law is a big issue. So my Literally. sister's mother-in-law. Mother so that's, is it a big issue for her? I have questions. But okay, let's go with let's go with what we have. Let's go with the information we have. She's literally a big issue. So it's probably, she's talking about her size as well. She probably means, oh. she has a, she's a big, that's what the literally means, right? It's a dig at her size. She's a big, yeah. And she's, and she's also being an issue for her sister. Yeah. I'm going to imagine she's speaking for behalf of her sister. Because I don't know how my sister's mother-in-law would be a problem for me. Right. She's defending her sister. Right. She looks out for her. She loves her. But look, at the end of the day, your sister made the decision. It's your sister's problem. There's only so much you can do. So don't let it tax you out. It's her thing. Yep. And by the way, it should be between her and her husband. One hundred percent. To be honest with you, I heard this. I heard this thing a while ago, which stuck with me too. Was like, when you have to describe how someone affects you, and it starts to get confusing, that's not your problem. So, for instance, my sister's mother-in-law. Like, I can't even yeah, put yeah, that yeah, together. Yeah. Like, that's not your. We're problem. done. Yeah, <laughs> it's like once removed cousin. We're good. All right. Yeah. yeah my na the neighbor of my sister-in-law's mother. Like, yeah. This. Why is not, do you care? Yeah. Right. 100%. It's like somebody that hears a joke, that's white. And the joke's about a Hispanic, and they're offended for it's like, why do you care? Right. Like you're just unbelievable. So worry, but so so, but I think what here she's probably worried about her sister, which is sweet. So let's not take that away from yeah, her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but maybe help your sister out to help herself. Then maybe you know talk with your sister and see you know help your sister take action. It's not on you to take action, but it's on you to help your sister. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that's what I would say. I would say at least try to talk to your sister about it, and don't you know don't do anything without her without her saying okay because you start mouthing off to the. You could just make it worse for her. Sure. Right? It's like, and now your bitch sister is saying this about Yeah, her. don't complicate it. Yeah, for sure. Just be supportive and shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is coming to us from uh, Christina. Yo, mommies. I don't have anything I need advice on right now. I just want to tell you both what a great job you're doing. I love the pod and the stories you both share each week. 
Thank you. Steve, one of these days we'll meet and have a drink. I've already met Joe. We've had a great time giggling like schoolgirls. She took a picture with you at the meet and greet. And would love to make sure you don't feel left out. I'm a delight, and you deserve the pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. She's looking out Take for care you. and stay funny. Christina, thank you so much for listening. That's very kind of you. And another example of my Facebook feed is filled with people tagging me in pictures they've taken with you because of two cool moms yeah so i see them all and you respond virtually to everybody i try yeah i try it's I'm, unbelievable all the meet and greets you do you still like right back and yeah. you're like thanks for coming by i do really i get cool. I, I, try, I try to keep engagement up i think it's important because people i was fans of back in the day used to do that a lot and it's something i take to heart it's like that's how you keep in touch with people and it takes it takes you a couple minutes you meaning us it takes us a couple minutes to do it and it can mean the world to somebody so yeah I think it's important. I we got pretty it. cool. We got pretty cool feds. You don't do it. I know. I, I rarely do it. I, I put up a post and then I'm done. You move on. Yeah. There's there's sometimes where I read the comments, but uh, but for the most part, I just kind of post. Well, a lot of stuff that you post is though like you you you're gonna get flack for though, right? Like I don't post the same kind of content you do. You're like here we go, right? You're, no, I mean the stuff you post is adversarial in nature. No. No, they're jokes in nature that can be construed as adversarial. Yeah, but you're you're poking a dragon on purpose. No, they're just opinions. <laughs> they're just opinions based in humor. Got it. That's for true. the most part, That's yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you're going to be getting a rise out of people, or oh, I'm called a socialist or a MAGA hat <laughs> every day. No, but life. the yeah. thing is, the thing is, the difference is, you're going to be posting something that people are going to want to spew their opinion toward. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean the the fun thing about <laughs> posting the jokes that you're uh, saying I post is basically you're pulling the pin on a grenade and rolling it into a room right. and just watching the world burn. I mean that's what's happening. Every a lot of the politicized ones, especially. I mean you just see these threads go, like you post something and there's like fifty people all calling each other the worst names right. in the world. You're just like. And then you just write down at the end, guys, it was just a joke. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just a joke. I'm not saying that those are the jokes you're making. Those yeah. are the jokes that you're making. I mean, let's just pull up your Twitter. Good. <laughs> let, us, let me just go to your Twitter real quick, and then we'll, I'll, I'll show you. Okay, here's Joe's. Ready? <laughs> Be kind. VIP meet and greets, only $183 per person. No children under 10. <laughs> Children under 10, $385 for a personal meet and greet. This, this Free spatula. <laughs> scoops, keep potatoes. Free spatula. Okay, okay. Fine. okay the, go. let's go. Let's go to your let's go to your tweet. Yeah. I don't know why you're getting so angry. You're, you're, I'm not angry. You're, you're doing it. And why are you making fun of my tweet? That was not very nice. <laughs> so the last tweet that you put, not okay. your pin one about opening act. Okay, okay so th these are clips. This is nothing you've been doing. You've been putting up clips of your shows, clips which show. is fun. But I'm not going to do a clip one because that's just talking about that. Okay, let's let's see let's see where you don't have Keep a going. clip one. Um, here we go. Subscribe to your other uh, other one here. Hold on. Oh, there you go. There's one. Okay, so there is a picture. <laughs> okay, so there's a picture of from the oscars, the oscars. Yeah. of 2023 and uh and it just says white privilege hashtag oscars 2023 and it's this photo <laughs> remember the woman that was the wearing the white the, dress that it, it went, nobody could see behind her nobody could see behind her right everybody had a million things and i thought oh nobody's <laughs> done this joke yet so that's it so now we'll just go to my feed yeah and white see, privilege uh, see, and see by what? the way very divisive joke <laughs> 
because people called me some horrible names. What do you know about the strife and adverse? I'm like, oh, here we go. So there you go. But it was just because a... she's dressed in a big white dress. Yep. She was privileged because no one else could see. See around her. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Play on words. So mine last one. I don't really tweet much though. Okay, so the last one I said a cowboy hat is the least convenient of the hats to fly with. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last tweet. So that's the difference. Really, I don't think any anything could really, really show the difference on how we use social media. Shoehorns, yes or no? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Don't get me started on the shoehorn industry. Oh, so funny. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I like to. Uh... I like to tell those jokes. You're you're a great comedian. You're a different type yeah, of comedian than I. Yeah. I don't do those kind of jokes. It's not my wheelhouse, as they say. No, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like you're trying to, you know, show your belly. <laughs> you're not equipped for it. Yeah, I am. It's not as comical. It could be. Yeah, I I'm on the I'm on the fence. I could make. Do you have to take your shirt off in Sullivan and Son? I did. Yeah, you did. I had to. There were. Uh, there was a uh, sex scene. There was one scene where me and this girl were making out. We were gonna. Um, hook up on the bar, and then my mom walks in. Ah, got it. And uh, you had my shirt off, and uh, it was embarrassing. Oh, that's fun. Embarrassing. In front of a live audience. In front too. of a live audience, that, yeah. That is really embarrassing. And we did the take with my shirt off, and then Rob Long, the showrunner, came over to me afterwards. He goes, yeah, just put your shirt on. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you like, you're, not gonna like these, you're not going to like these angles. You don't want to hear that, yeah. yeah. But it was funny. I, I, I did improv this one thing where they said, uh, they said, um, have your pants behind the bar, and when she comes in, she says, "Are you ready?" And take your pants off and and twirl them and throw them to the ground. I said, "Oh, okay." And then I said, "Oh, I think I can make this a little funnier." Mm -hmm. They go, "Okay, we'll try it." And what I did was, when I twirled them, I put a bunch of pocket change in there, saw so these nickels and dimes chucked out, <laughs> <laughs> and you heard the ding, ding, ding everywhere. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so that was that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, that was the only time. Thank God. I did awful. I you you're like every episode. Well, not really. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not... But that just comes from life, too, because I've never... I've been doing that forever. I'm like, yeah. I'm not ashamed. My body's a comedic weapon. I'm not ashamed of it. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it is the, the A-bomb of comedy. Um, but, like, I used to do... Uh, my favorite simplest thing is just to not use a dressing room in a in a store. Like, if I'm going to try a T-shirt. Oh, my God. So I just try a T-shirt on and, like, take my always. shirt off. But I've been doing that forever, and I just always thought that was so... Because it was always such a time waster, too. It's like, where's the fitting room? They're like, oh, it's back. Here you go to yeah. the up Even the no, I don't sue pants. Pants, I don't want to offend. You. I did do that once actually to you in Banana Republic in an outlet store. I said, Jiggy, I, I said there was a lot. Everything was locked. I said I want to try these pants on. The bus was leaving or whatever. I said just stand right there. And he just stood. Oh I stood behind him. I tried him on the back of the thing. But for the most part, it's it's shirts. I don't really try pants on. Yeah, yeah. But I I, uh, <laughs> I always found that like I would just pop my top off, and that was always fun for me. And it just always translates into comedy. This is coming to us from Grable. Grable. Sounds like a fairy tale. That's a very interesting name. <laughs> Sounds like a fairy tale person. Yeah. Sounds like, you know, they slaughtered. Who's a bad person in Grunger? Who's a bad person in Beowulf? Grundle? Grundle? Grundle. Like, yeah, yeah. Grundle, right? All right. Hey, two cool moms. <laughs> Grundle's not. I've been feeling very depressed. Rebel? For the past... Excuse me? What's the name again? Grable. Grable. Got it. Okay. Grable. Grable has been feeling very depressed for the past couple of months. Do you Ooh. have any advice to help me get out of this? Stop being depressed. Done. Okay. Our next question is coming up from Amy. No. Grable, listen. Listen, Grable, okay? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a reason to smile, and that could be anything. 
That could be hearing a joke, watching something on TV, or you know, watching out, sitting in a park and watching a, a dog run around. Uh, maybe you know, listening to some classical music, doing something. But something in the world's going to make you smile, and try to find that and start doing that a little bit every day, and that'll help you. Yeah, I I, I was reading this. Um Again, it goes to your mantra. Uh, uh, this study about uh, longevity in life, why do people live longer than others? And one of the keys was being kind. Mm. It's just being kind. And um, and they were citing all these examples of kindness, and uh, <laughs> one of which I didn't do at the bagel shop as we were leaving. <laughs> I held the door open. Oh, no. I held the door open. For these two like 20 year olds right and i held the door open and the girl the first girl walks out she goes she goes thank you so much and the other girl came out and was like this and i pushed the door back into her shoulder she say, thank you i just went like that and then it went thunk and i i felt i'm not gonna lie it felt pretty fucking good <laughs> it felt pretty good now should i have done that no no should i be above it a hundred percent but i'm not gonna lie it just <laughs> felt good to see a girl who just felt so entitled to not even acknowledge. It's a small door, by the way. It's not like an immense, th but to yeah. just kind of like. To Did it make a like, doink noise? Like, oh, it hit her shoulder. Did it make a doink noise, though? Like, doink? <laughs> like, that's no, the no, no, no. <laughs> But it definitely hit her shoulder, and it just felt wonderful. Did she give you a dirty look after it happened? Like, why wouldn't you, what'd you do that for? Or is it just no, like, I, I, I just, it was one of those things where God, I moved, moved off, off, but I know what I did. You knew what you did. And it felt yeah. wonderful. For it's, me, it felt great. But, but, doing something nice for somebody that that is what you do something nice to be nice right you should have just i should have just held the door open. you should i should have just but this is growing it. now you re recognize that and hopefully you won't do that yeah, after 48 years <laughs> um but 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 being kind uh helps with depression but it, it makes you feel better yeah. when you do acts of kindness it gives you uh, i guess the endorphins or whatever yeah. makes you feel better about yourself is what the study was saying so so i was going to say if you're um feeling depressed you know go out and maybe have some interactions or play with dogs play with dogs play with dogs is great great go, go, to, a, go to your local shelter society. go to your yeah. local shelter and like hang out and volunteer and you pet can't dogs. be depressed around you, puppies. it's impossible to not you know feel that i mean the, the environment not the not dogs depressed. you bring home no with fucking like oh, three teeth are, and oh, you know the, the fucking cancer. blind eyes uh, i got this where one. They just oh, have i just the... got one the other day Oof. <sighs> but they're blind they have like the blue eyes and they can't see they and do. they're just shitting and pissing all over the place and you're just kind of like picking them up how do you think i'm gonna yeah I'm gonna be there, so I'm just getting practice. <laughs> but don't don't go visit his dogs. Why not? It's depressing. It is not. Oh yes, it is. They need that love. They just no, see those all dying. It's all right. You're all dying. All, they don't have control over. We're there. all dying, and none yeah. of us have control over it. You've oh, shot yourself do. on the regular. No, I don't. And you're more dead than alive at this point. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. So I'm not putting you down, buddy. I'm here giving you love. I'll change your diaper. Come on, bud. It's all right. Uh, all right. Well, there's plenty of things you could. Yeah, but sorry, sorry. There's plenty of things you. What's your favorite comedy? Yeah, exactly. Watch Go down that rabbit hole. Watch, watch Blazing Saddles. Watch, watch more. Watch more of what. Watch more from the same people that brought you one thing that made you. Type in here. Genie and Practical Jokers, Joe Gatto. You can't lose. You cannot not laugh at that. That is one of my Universally. favorite clips of all time. It, one of my favorite clips of all for time. For sure. For sure. Your kids too, and they're comedic geniuses. Kids love it. Yeah. Yeah. Smart kids. Mr. So, Joe. Mr. Joe. That's me. And my my son's favorite impractical joker is Murphy. Murphy, I love Which Murphy. I still think it's so I funny. Love Murphy. It's so yeah, funny. yeah. All right, we did it, Joseph. We did it. We'll get out there and laugh, love, be kind, friends.
That's right. Steve, don't shove the door into yes. 20-year-old girls unless she deserves <laughs> it. Stop it. And she did. Oh, <laughs> she did. <laughs> and please uh, subscribe. Follow our, us on Twitter for to see more comedy of different types. And be well. <laughs> These two cool mommies love you, so show us some love. Please rate us, review us, follow us on all social media, and subscribe to our YouTube.